There are many ways to live more sustainably, some easier than others. But one of the most valuable things you can do from the perspective of sustainability is composting. Many people are put off by this thought because they have this ill-conceived idea that composting is a big mystery. And furthermore, people make all kinds of excuses as to why they do not compost, such as, I don't have room, it's too much work, or I can't compost because I live in an apartment. Now, I must admit that for many years I had my own set of excuses for not composting, until some friends of ours introduced us to composting with worms. And that is the focus of this episode, an easy way to compost even if you live in an apartment. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick. And this is episode 108, which is called Composting with Worms. So what I want to do for the next few episodes is to talk a little bit about several practical topics for living more sustainably. And in the process, I want to give you some actionable steps for accomplishing each one of these things. And in this episode, I'm going to focus on composting, and in particular, composting with worms. But in the course of this episode, I want to discuss just several different things. The top five reasons for composting, the benefits of composting with worms, the use of worm compost, and how to make a worm composting bin. Now, truly, composting is not really a big mystery. It is something that's extremely easy to do, and from the perspective of sustainability, it's truly one of the easiest and most practical things that every single person can do, and believe it or not, it does help as far as climate change is concerned. Now, every day, the average American produces about four and a half pounds of waste, which is approximately two kilograms. And this comes to a yearly total of about 1,600 pounds or 727 kilograms of waste every year. And we, at least in the U.S., have a recycling rate of about 34%, and about 13% of our waste stream is incinerated, and approximately 53% of our waste goes to the landfill which totals about 136 million tons per year, or about 123.6 billion kilograms of waste. But by far, the largest component of municipal solid waste is food scraps, which accounts for about 
22%. Now, you might be asking why this is such a problem. Well, under normal circumstances, organic material breaks down in a process called aerobic decomposition. And this is a very natural process in which oxygen is present. But organic material in the landfill actually breaks down anaerobically, which means in the absence of oxygen. And when this happens, methane gas is released. And methane is another potent greenhouse gas, and when it accumulates in the atmosphere, it contributes to global warming. So methane gas released from landfills is the third largest source of human-related methane gas production in the United States. And on the other hand, composting mimics the natural processes of breaking down organic material, which is done in the presence of oxygen. And this leads me to the first reason for composting. Just by composting, we can reduce the amount of waste that goes to the landfill by 22%. And this means we are less dependent on the use of landfills and we reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. And once you have an active compost bin, you can use that to add organic material to your soil. And this not only improves the structure of the soil, but the added organic material makes it ideal for supporting plant life. And the increased organic material also helps the soil to retain water, air, and nutrients. And at least according to the Environmental Protection Agency, an increase in organic material of only 1% actually triples the water holding capacity of soil. So not only does this benefit the entire ecosystem, but it also prevents runoff and erosion. And the third reason for composting is that it simply returns essential nutrients back to the soil. And those food scraps that you toss away actually contain some valuable vitamins and minerals that can be returned to the soil. And this can be a valuable source of nutrients the next time you plant something. And unfortunately, you know, our modern agricultural methods you result in extensive soil depletion, which in turn means the vegetables and fruits grown in that soil are less nutritious. And using compost on your garden can help to change all of that. And another fantastic thing about compost is that it is actually made up of a huge variety of material and consequently has a very complex nutrient structure. And because of this, it serves as sort of a time-release nutrient capsule, and this means that plants get a nice slow feeding of nutrients over time, and this is very different from the traditional use of fertilizers, which release nutrients all at once. And compost also promotes healthy plant development so that they are more resistant to pest, fungi, and other diseases. And this, of course, reduces the need for commercial pesticides. And also, 
the last reason for composting is compost serves as a probiotic for the soil, believe it or not. So as humans, we need a healthy dose of good bacteria on a regular basis in order to maintain our health and fight off disease. And soil truly is no different. So compost acts as a probiotic for soil, attracting various organisms and microorganisms to help fight off disease and compost is naturally loaded with all the good bacteria. So there you have it. The five top reasons for composting is that it reduces waste going to the landfill, it strengthens soil and promotes plant growth, it returns essential nutrients back to the soil, it reduces the need for fertilizers, and compost serves as a probiotic for soil. And although composting has many benefits, not everyone has an appropriate place for a compost bin. And if you live in an apartment or a flat in the city or in a suburban area, or if you have a relatively small outdoor space, it may be impossible for you to have any sort of a compost bin. And additionally, some people, like myself, live in a colder climate, which can make composting rather difficult. And not only that, I was hesitant to put a large composting bin together due to the local wildlife, especially the bears. And if you listened to my last episode, then you already know about the challenges I have with some of the local wildlife. And consequently, for many years, I never composted organic waste. But regardless of where and how you live, myself included, there is a very practical way to compost material indoors that takes up very little space and is completely odorless. So a couple of years ago, we were visiting some friends in Southern Colorado when we got to talking about composting and I mentioned several of our challenges regarding composting, and that is when they introduced us to vermicomposting, which is composting with worms. And initially, I laughed quite a bit about this whole idea because right away I asked myself, why would you want a stinking pile of compost inside your house? But of course, not knowing what I was talking about, I spoke away too soon, and I was soon proven wrong. So we walked down to their basement, where they had several worm composting bins, and there was absolutely zero odor. But besides being odor-free, composting with worms has many other benefits. So roughly 28% of what we throw away can be composted instead of ending up in the landfill and most of this is comprised of food scraps and yard waste and these things take up a lot of space in the landfill and contribute of course to the production of methane which is a very potent greenhouse gas and however if you have limitations due to climate and simply available space then composting with worms 
can actually provide an easy and efficient way to turn that waste into valuable fertilizer. But there are also many other benefits for composting with worms where this can be done outdoors, it can be done indoors, and for example, if you live in an apartment, composting with worms is easy, it's odor-free, and it takes up very little space. So composting with worms is sort of the fast food method of composting, and all you really need is about 500 or more red worms in a composting bin, and if conditions are right, they can consume half of their body weight in vegetation every single day. And composting with worms also produces a very high quality compost because studies have shown that worm compost has increased nitrogen fixing bacteria relative to conventional compost and it also increases the availability of minerals in the soil that are important for plants. And of course, the compost produced by the worms has all of the aforementioned benefits of composting as well. So I hope by now you're starting to see the many benefits of composting with worms, but it, they really do produce a high quality compost and we use our, the compost from our worm bin on our garden and even on our houseplants. But there are many uses for the compost that you can produce. So you can, again, you can add this to your garden and most gardeners will turn the soil at the end of the growing season to prepare for the next season. And this is a perfect time to add this compost. And however, this will require a, quite a bit of worm compost if you do that and you may not actually be able to produce that much. But one way to solve this, of course, is to have a larger worm bin. So you can add worm compost to seed starter mix. Um, seed starter mix has added nutrients, retains moisture, and does not compact quite so easily. And these are the best conditions to start seeds. And your valuable worm compost makes a great addition. And you can also use the compost to top dress your plants. And this is simply adding a small amount of compost on top of the soil around the stem of the plants. And you can also make what's called compost tea. And this can easily be done by using a makeshift tea bag to hold some worm compost and then steeping it in a bucket of water overnight. And you can even use an old t-shirt, some cheesecloth, some pantyhose, or even an old rag as a makeshift tea bag. And all you do is place a large scoop of worm compost in your makeshift tea bag and close it up and drop it in a five gallon bucket of water and then let this sit overnight and then use that to water the garden. Now you must know if you're thinking about composting with worms, then you have to have a very specific type of bin. And the worm composting bin must provide some aeration, it must provide drainage, it has to be set up to prevent the invasion of pests, and of course be easily accessible. 
and a commercially produced worm composting bin can actually cost you upwards of $100, but the good news is that you can make one for less than $30, and this is exactly what I did. So there are a few materials that you need, and I'll just run through this quickly. Um, you need a plastic container of your choice, of course, and if you really just want to do a small worm bin, you can use two five-gallon buckets, but for larger bins, simply purchase two identical plastic storage containers from your local hardware store and just make sure that they fit together and when you stack them they have a small space in the bottom that'll be used for drainage and then you'll need a one half to one inch drill bit in order to drill air and drainage holes you'll need some fine screen mesh for covering those holes some waterproof glue or caulking to adhere the screen over the holes then you're going to need some shredded newspaper but be sure to use just regular plain newspaper because you don't uh, you want to shred enough to cover the bottom of the bend with about two inches of material and then of course you're going to need a little bit of soil and this the amount of soil that you're going to need is about twice as much as the newspaper that you placed in the bin. And you're gonna need a little bit of water and just enough to provide a nice moist feeling to the worm mixture. And then of course, you're gonna need the red worms and in particular, you need the red wigglers. Now, in the transcript of this episode, I have an illustrated guide of how to build a worm composting bin and I have numerous photographs of just how easy this is. But I can also just verbally walk you through the process. So a do-it-yourself worm composting bin will take about one hour to build, maybe a little bit more, after you gather all the needed materials. So if you have two identical plastic containers that will fit together or stack together, but be sure they will leave a small space at the bottom of the container. So I used a one inch drill bit to drill multiple holes through the bottom of one of the containers for drainage. And the one with the holes in the bottom is of course going to fit inside the second, second container, which remains completely intact so that it can catch any drainage. And alternatively, you can simply place a drainage tray under the container that, of course, doesn't have any holes in it. And I just thought it was easier for me to use two identical containers because it makes the worm bin a little more compact and, of course, stackable. So after drilling the holes, I just took some fine screen material and cut it into small squares that were large enough to cover the holes and then this allows for drainage and of course prevents the worms from dropping into the lower container. I then used a little bit of outdoor caulking material to glue the screens over the holes and then I repeated the same process for the lid because the holes in the lid allows for aeration or ventilation and the screen material of course prevents flies or other insects from entering the bin. 
and the end product is two containers where one fits inside the other and these containers are now ready for the addition of the shredded newspaper, the soil, water, and of course, the worms. Now, once your worm bin is complete, you will need to add some type of organic material, and, but you can use leaves or straw, but you also run the risk of introducing insects. So it's really best to start with just some shredded plain newspaper. So you just want to stay away from the pages that have heavy ink or a glossy finish. So you want to shred enough newspaper to create about a one to two inch thick bed without packing it down. And then add enough garden soil so that the newspaper mixes well. And uh, you want enough dirt, probably a, twice as much soil as the amount of newspaper you added. And lastly, just add enough water to make the soil moist to the touch. So if you end up adding too much water, then just add a little more dirt. Now you need your worms, of course. And you can start, you need to start with at least 500 worms, but preferably a thousand. Now you really do need to start with these red worms that are called red wigglers or there's another species that are simply called red worms. Now, these type of worms prefer a compost environment over plain soil. And unlike your typical garden worm, they will not try to burrow deep into the soil. And now, just like so many other things these days, you can order these worms online and all you really have to search for is red wigglers. And a one pound bag of worms is gonna be about a thousand worms or approximately two really big handfuls. And um, I was just looking at these online the other day and I think a bag of 500 worms was $20 or so, so they're really not very expensive. And of course they are quite easily available. So once you get your worms and you get everything set up, then maintaining the bin is really easy and requires very, very little time. So when you're adding food waste, just be sure to stir in the material into the bin so it doesn't sit on top, of course, and start to rot. Now, worms will eat most fruit and vegetable waste, and you can add even add coffee grounds, tea bags, shredded paper, of course. But what you truly need to avoid is going to be animal products such as fat or meat or bones and, and dairy products and also be cautious about adding too many onions or citrus products such as orange peels or even really tough vegetable stems that are difficult to break down and you can also add some old bread but you just have to do it in small amounts now other things to avoid is going to be garlic leeks, hot peppers, oils, butter, vinegar, or spicy, salty, or pickled foods. And it's also better to avoid feeding worms the cruciferous veggies such as broccoli. But be sure when you're adding food waste to your worm bin, just chop it up into small pieces so it is very easy to break down. 
And of course, you have to be sure to use the right worms. So get online and just search red wigglers and they are really truly easy to find and they are the best species for worm composting because they thrive very very well at somewhere between 55 and 75 degrees Fahrenheit in environments with lots of organic material. And once again the common garden worms will not survive in a worm bin. So you can get worms from someone in your community. You can get them from a bait shop and of course you can order them online. Just be sure that you are getting the red wigglers because these little guys can eat up to their body weight in material every single day. So start with about a pound or approximately a half a kilogram of worms. And you really only need to feed these guys about once a week and wait to add more food until they have finished their last meal. So start with an amount of food about equal to the amount of worms you have and be sure to pay attention to how much your worms are eating and adjust the amount you feed them accordingly. So when you put in fresh food scraps just be sure to bury it into the bedding that's already in the bin or add food scraps on top of other fresh moist bedding. And believe it or not, these little red wigglers can live four to five years. And however, they may not last quite that long in your worm bin, but they will start to reproduce at about two months of age, which is important to keeping up your worm population. And keep in mind that your worm population is going to double the first few months and this is not a problem as long as there is enough food and their little worm bin of course is big enough. So remember that these worms are going to eat about half of their body weight every single day. So one pound of worms will consume approximately one half pound of food every single day and on average that equals about three pounds of waste per week or 12 pounds per month. So if you think of this from a practical standpoint, if we are producing four and a half pounds of waste per day and roughly 25% of that material can become compost, then we are each producing about 1.2 pounds or about half a kilogram of compostable material every single day. So that equals about 8.4 pounds or 3.8 kilograms of compostable material per week. And if one half a kilogram of worms or about a pound consumes 1.4 kilograms or three pounds of waste per week, then it would take about one and a half kilos or 3.3 pounds of worms to consume all the organic waste that each person produces. So once again from just a practical standpoint, our worm bin sits in the corner of the main room of our cabin and it measures approximately 16 by 22 inches or about 41 centimeters wide and 56 centimeters long 
So as you can see, even if you live in an apartment or a flat in a suburban area, it's still a very practical thing to do indoors. So now once your worm bin is up and running, there's going to be some fluid that collects in the bottom container, bottom, uh, container or in your collection tray. And this fluid is called worm tea. Now this is easily collected by, you can remove your top container and pour out the liquid. You just have to remember that this liquid is very strong and should be diluted in water to about one part of worm tea to 10 parts of water. And as stated above, you can also make your own worm compost tea that is already dilute by taking a small amount of compost and placing it in a makeshift tea bag and soaking it in a bucket of water overnight. But the easiest way to collect your worm compost from the bin is to actually dump the contents onto a small tarp and the top layer of the bin will now be on the bottom which tends to be the material that is not yet composted. So the worms will have a tendency to crawl down to this layer and you can now scoop off the top layer of material which was of course the bottom layer of your bin when it was intact and this of course is a perfect time to clean out the bottom of the bin. And then all you have to do is place your worms back in your bin, add a little bit of newspaper and dirt as needed or a little bit of organic material. And of course, as with most animals, proper husbandry, maintenance, and availability of food will prevent most problems. However, you may still encounter a few or occasional issues, such as an odor coming from your composter. So as a general rule, your worms should be eating most anything that you put in the bin but if you notice an odor then look through your bin and remove any waste that is starting to rot because the worms may sometimes let waste material sit and soften a little bit before they eat it so it's helpful to chop up vegetable scraps into little small pieces that will soften up much sooner and if you add too much food waste at once then the worm bin may collect too much moisture. And if this is the case, then simply add a small amount of newspaper or cardboard. Another potential problem is a fruit fly infestation. And in this case, prevention is really truly the best course of action. So if you have a food waste bin on your counter, then simply make sure that it is well sealed and when adding food waste to the worm bin, just be sure and cover it with plenty of dirt. And again, chopping the food into very small pieces will help prevent fruit flies from being a problem. But also if your worm bin gets invaded by other insects, then you will likely have to take the bin outside and dump the contents and collect all the compost and start out fresh. And afterwards, just check the screening over all your holes to make sure everything is intact. And if your worm bin is getting invaded by rodents, then be sure and secure the lid with a heavy object or even a bungee cord. 
Now, we have had our, our worm bin up and running for several years now, and I think the only problem that we have ever had was a little bit of odor, and I, I think we corrected that by just reducing the amount of food waste that we were putting in our worm bin, because I think we were just adding too much stuff all at once. But there are other things you can do. You can add coconut coil, uh, which will improve water retention and it'll prevent some matting and it'll also enhance air circulation and add some nutrients. And this material can also help to balance the soil in the worm bin and be a constant addition of nitrogen rich food waste for the worms. But as a general rule, composting with worms is really very, very low maintenance they're easy to maintain and this is what makes it so practical and you know I did not compost for years primarily due to living in a cold climate but even in the warmer months of the year I always felt that if I had this big compost bin it would just end up being a playground for the local wildlife and especially the bears and composting with worms is really changed all of that for us so all of those years we were simply throwing we weren't sending anything to the landfill but we were just tossing organic material out into the forest and now we have an indoor composting bin that is completely odor free and regularly provides a natural fertilizer for our greenhouse so instead of tossing all of that organic material into the forest we are now putting it to good use. And additionally, a worm bin is so easy to set up and is very versatile. And you can be composting even if you live in an apartment or a flat. And your compost can be used for small indoor container garden and even for your houseplants if that is all you want to do. But at least you're making good use of the organic material and you're also sending a lot less material to the landfill and remember that you can just simply purchase a commercially produced worm bin but you can also make your own for $30 or less and if you think that you cannot do anything for climate change or if you just do not know where to start as far as living more sustainably, then composting with worms may in fact be the easiest place for you to start. It is fast, it's easy, it's inexpensive, and it is extremely versatile. So surely by now, you realize all of that, and surely and hopefully I have convinced you to start your own little worm bin and start composting within the next couple of weeks because it really truly is one of the easiest things that every single one of us can do from the perspective of sustainability. And you know, as I was putting together this episode, it, a couple things occurred to me and I started thinking about all the little things that carry over from our childhoods in, uh, into our adult life you know, perhaps some good and some bad. But I remember as a kid how I would sit in the backyard 
with a pocket knife and some sticks and carve out little logs and build a miniature log cabin and I of course ended up buying my homestead property and doing the same thing in real life but the other thing I used to always do is bring little critters home and set up aquariums and have frogs and things living in my house until such time as my mother just got tired of it and took them out in the backyard and dumped them out and I'm sure if my mother were still around she would find it quite entertaining that I now have a big bin of worms living in my house and of course I went on to go to veterinary school so maybe having these things living in my house is just a normal part of life but again it is something that's very easy for all of us to do and when I was first introduced to this concept I thought it was rather ridiculous but I learned something new and come to find out it's actually something extremely practical well that's about it for this week folks I hope this episode has encouraged you to take one small step toward a more sustainable life. So be sure to join me next week for another session on practical tips for living more sustainably. And please don't forget to download the transcript for this episode because I have a series of photographs showing just how I put together our worm bin. And I also have a number of additional resources that will be very helpful to get you started composting. And also, don't forget to take the time to leave me with a review, and that would be just fantastic. So until next week, this is your host, Patrick, signing off. Always remember to live sustainably, because this is how we build a better future.